Hello, everyone, uh, and welcome back to this podcast. I just wanted uh, initially to apologize for not posting sooner. I have been writing some book chapters for two different books and in the middle of teaching, so my time has been quite limited. But regardless, I wanted to continue on our conversation in respect to examining how forensics or early forensics can be used in a crime scene uh, investigation. So I'm going to look at another historical case today because in our previous classes in the master's course, we have been examining arson investigations. We've also been uh, examining forensic anthropology and sometimes how the two often intersect or how the two can work together in respect to this. Now, someone being murdered and then finding their charred remains is nothing at all unusual. Um, If we look particularly at the case of Belle Guinness, now uh, to give you the background about Belle, Belle was a Norwegian immigrant Uh, She wasn't a physically attractive woman, but she possessed uh, charisma. She possessed the ability to lure men in um, to her farmhouse that she owned in, in respect to that. It is, we still don't know how many victims uh, Belle actually claimed. You can see reports between 14 all the way beyond 45. Uh, a lot of this has to do with the fact that what Belle did after having a series of husbands and children, uh, she came in possession of property, uh, ironically, uh, that had that the farmhouse had burned to the ground. Uh, there were, a lot of times Belle was loosely associated with several arson investigations that involved insurance fraud. They could never prove anything, but there was always a lot of suspicion around Bell. Things tended to either burn or disappear when she was around. Now, uh, she mostly targeted men and children. Mostly with the men that she targeted were her suitors or boyfriends. Uh, she is responsible for the death of two of her children, Myrtle and, Myrtle and Lucy. Uh, but it's still unknown whether or not she killed all of her husbands and all of her children because she had multiple children throughout her lifetime. What was so interesting besides the fact of the way Belle would manipulate men onto her farmhouse, she would put out um, ads, lonely heart ads in newspapers that were, were quite common in the early 1900s, late 1800s, to find suitors. Uh, she would put out an ad saying, you know, lonely widower looking uh, for a suitor owns farmhouse. So these, these rich widowers themselves would reply to Bell's ad. They would show up at her farmhouse and they would eventually never be seen again. Now, all these crimes occurred close to uh, Illinois and also part of, you know, uh, Indiana is where her farmhouse was actually located. Her crimes really didn't come to light until April 28, 1908. Now, if we were to step in a time machine, let's step into our criminal investigative time machine. In 1908, we didn't know what DNA was. We didn't know how it worked. Uh, we weren't sure that we could use it in crime scenes. At the time, 
autopsies were often limited based on assumptions uh, from what medical science had come about and discovered. So uh, now that we have a background of the knowledge, the investigative knowledge at the time, and the forensic knowledge at the time, we still do not know to this day if Bell actually survived the event. And I, I'll get to the end of the story here where we talk about her survival or her expected survival of the event. On April 28, 1908, the bodies of Bell's, both her daughters, Murderer and Lucy, were found um, in a home wreckage. Now, at the time, um, Bell sensed that the police were starting to get very suspicious of her because family members of her suitors or her boyfriends had begun contacting the police and started saying the last time that they were even known to be alive was visiting Bell's farmhouse or visiting Bell. So right away during the course of this investigation, there was already a focus on Bell. So in other words, the investigative net was starting to get tighter and tighter around Bell. She knew that this was happening. She knew it was a matter of time before she got caught. She got romantically involved with a farmhand um, that was her lover at the time, on the side, on top of all these suitors that she was bringing in, in, in respect to her property. Now, her farmhand, uh, or her lover at the time, who was helping her, uh, was seen running when police were following up on a lead uh, to, her, to the farmhouse, from the farmhouse, and the farmhouse was on fire. Now, in 1908, we didn't have the rapid response time, the knowledge about fires that we have today. So it didn't take long for the entire farmhouse to be completely engulfed in flames. When they were siphoning through the wreckage, uh, what was left, they found uh, Belle's two daughters, like I said previously, but they also found a headless female corpse uh, that they were, they had potentially maybe thought was Belle, but they were not sure. Now, in the process of further going through this wreckage, uh, they found multiple bodies at uh, at her at her farmhouse that were buried uh, around and on the property. Uh, what was interesting about the recovery, or quote unquote, said recovery of Belle? is that we didn't have DNA technology to rely upon. So a lot of the times, forensic anthropologists and uh, the coroner's office would have to work together. If someone said, my family member was five foot seven, uh, had a significant limp because they had a broken leg or a broken femur from when they were 13, um, the forensic anthropologist and the pathologist would work together and use that information to positively identify a body that was in a bad state of decomp or a bad state of being burned, something along those lines. Now, um, the body that was found, because it was missing a head, this made things much more complicated, who they suspect might have been Bell. What was interesting is that if we were to use what they used at the time to measure height of skeletal remains, they had to approximate the distance or the measured distance of the head that would have been attached to said body that they found. Uh, the individual in question would have, have come to the height, I believe, approximately to around five foot seven. But in reality, Bell, 
uh, was around five foot nine. So automatically we have some red flags in respect to that. Now during the course they continue to dig, they find some dental um, apparatus or implants that Bell had um, in the fire. Forensic anthropologists even replicated this. They had the same kind of dental implants on a jawbone of another deceased, threw it into a fire, and they tried to show that, that this could explain potentially that her skull was completely uh, engulfed in the fire uh, and why the rest of her, only the rest of her body was found. What was so interesting, uh, even more about this case, is that Belle's lover, uh, the farmhand, in respect to that, his name was uh, Ray Lampier. Uh, he was arrested May 22, 1908, tried for murder and arson. And now, initially, he, he denied the charges of ar arson and murder, um, and his defense relied upon the fact that the body in question, the headless body they found, was uh, Gunnis. Now, eventually, uh, he was cleared uh, through the investigation or through the case in respect to the headless corpse that, that was found. So his defense resided upon the fact, listen, uh, Bell did the crimes. I had nothing to do with it. I just lived on the farm. So essentially he was pointing the finger at Bell in respect to this. So a lot of this had to rely upon is that headless corpse or was that headless corpse actually Bell? And how do we prove it with the criminal investigation? Uh, in 1910, eight years later, um, there was a reverend who came forward and said that, you know what, Lampier, he confessed uh, while he was, he was dying. Uh, he, he swore on a, on a deathbed confession that um, Bell survived. And Lampier told his reverend that uh, they, they solicited a female, or, or she solicited a female through the same method of how she would pick her male victims. And when the victim arrived, uh, they drugged her uh, and then hit her in the head with a meat chopper. Uh, then she undressed the female, put her dress on the victim, and started the fire herself. Now, before this, this deathbed confession from Lampierre, uh, there were several reports coming in from around the world of sightings of Belle. She had a very unique look about her face. If you get the time to look her up online. Around the world of people saying that they have seen Belle, even though the police and the newspapers at the time said Belle was the deceased headless corpse that they had found. So... The revelation or the information that came forward about the deathbed uh, confession from Lampier, uh, he stated that Bell became a very rich woman through her, through her criminal uh, actions. He says she was responsible for at least 42 men uh, and even more. And at the time, this was a lot of money. She was, she was taken between 1000 to $32,000 per victim. Um, 
he estimated over time she had taken about $250,000 through her murder schemes of having men come to the farmhouse. She would drug them and then hit them in the head and then, and then bury them on the farm property. This is roughly, if we were to convert it, it's close to $7 million in today's uh, financial market when we talk about the difference there. So she had the ability to travel the world. She had the money and the freedom. She would never have to work again if she, she was uh, able to pull this off. Now, this occurred for decades. Uh, amateur detectives tried to hunt her down. Private detectives were hired by some of these rich family members to hunt her down. They wanted to bring Belle to justice. They believed she survived the fire. Now, uh, in, in, in respect to this, uh, she became part, at that time, American folklore. She became um, a, a new phenomenon. First, that a woman during this time period would have the ability to not only murder one person, but up to 42 was out, an outrageous consideration at the time. It, it was all over the newspapers. And the fact that this mystery surrounded her that even academics, pathologists, and forensic anthropologists at the time weren't able to definitively confirm whether or not the headless corpse was in fact Belle. Now, to put a lot of this stuff to rest, in 2007, uh, with the permission of Belle's descendants, obviously, uh, the headless corpse they did find on that burned farmhouse was exhumed. And a team of forensic anthropologists and graduate students from the University of Annapolis uh, wanted to find out, is this in fact Belle? They had Belle's DNA from one of the letters that she had mailed to a family member where she licked the envelope. So they thought, okay, we have the sample to, to, to examine this. Now, unfortunately, when they exhumed the body, uh, what the DNA that they did have, there was not enough there as far as to, uh, to, to either confirm or deny whether or not this headless corpse was Belle. Now, it would be interesting if they were to continue interest in this case um, as far as the now how we've progressed since 2007. This was 10 years ago. If they would continue to do uh, an mtDNA test on this, um, surely we could test Belle's descendants. Uh, these are descendants of her sister, of Belle's original sister. Surely we can test the mtDNA from them to compare it uh, to the individual who's inside, uh, who's been buried. But uh, time has done its damage to the body. So this is why the DNA uh, has been inconclusive in respect to what they found with that. Uh, to date, uh, she's, she's usually known as a Lonely Hearts killer, and she has, it's alleged, never been caught. She's the most prolific American female serial killer who we now know uh, got away with her crimes, or we can suspect she got away from her crimes just based on the arson investigation and the forensic anthropology on the case. So, I hope you enjoyed that short little story there, and I'd like to hear your opinions about Bell. If you're curious, uh, please look up the Bell Gunness case, 
and and see what you think. And uh, until next time, uh, 